Hello and welcome to episode 19 of The Artificial Mind. I'm your host, Jonathan. With me today, as always, my co-host, Jeremy. How you doing today, brother? I'm doing great. How are you, John? I'm great, man. I'm great. It's actually cool to kind of turn over and actually kind of look at you. And see, you know? Hey, 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 hey. Little pat on that now. Good old pound, right? I mean, we're we're not there yet, but we'll get there. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, uh, we got the new studio here. We're looking pretty good. We're feeling pretty good, and we have a couple things to talk about today. Um, so is my audio still good? You can hear me. Audio real good, still man. good. Yeah, we're still testing things out, ladies and gentlemen. So don't mind us. We're still trying to we're still trying to like get everything going. So today, before we start today, we're talking about AGI. But I want to show you something that I found uh, that it's making the rounds. Um, it's called Nothing Forever. Okay? Nothing Forever is a show about nothing and that happens forever. And it is kind of like popular sitcoms of the past, except that it never stops. Nothing Forever is always on. It runs 365 days of the year and delivers new content every minute. Everything you see, hear, experience, with the exception of the artwork and laugh track, is always brand brand new contact content generated via machine learning and AI algorithm. Okay. Um, disclaimer: Much of the generative content is provided through OpenAI's GP3 and does not reflect views held by the creators of Nothing Forever. So that's you know that's what's going on. So I have over here. Let me make sure. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pull up this video right now. Can you see that? Uh, oh, yeah. So this is supposed to be a... I got the little Twitch ad here. Come on. Oh, wait. That's the easy fix. Huh. Bam. So. There we go. So in the, so this footage is the footage of the Seinfeld show called Nothing Forever, a show about nothing generated by AI. Um, I, I want to talk to you guys about this um, because, one, I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. Like, absolute, like, major Seinfeld fan, right? And I can't, I can't fathom how exciting it is to use AI to make a sitcom and for it to just completely generate new content on a constant basis, 24 hours a day. You know? And what do you think? It's, it reminds me of something that I can't think of. There was a Philip K. Dick game that I tried out back in the day that reminds me of that. Right. That's weird. Pretty cool though, man. Especially yeah. like for someone like me who's like a fan of sitcoms. Um so I found the article through comicbook.com, which was probably one of the weirdest places to, to find content like this. <laughs> um I'm trying to get the article right now just for for reference, 
Wow, there's been so much news in the last couple in the last couple like four or five hours. It's insane. Ah, so the eight. Okay, so um, the tech has been booming in recent months as internet denizens flock to programs for art. Text prompts and work created entirely by machine learning program. But two Seinfeld fans have combined several of these tools together to create Nothing Forever, a parody of the hit sitcom that is created entirely by AI and never stops broadcasting on Twitch. Whoa. Yeah, so it's four characters that look like 3D renders of Jerry, George, Elaine, and Kramer all conversing in Jerry's apartment like in the show, but largely speaking in bizarre, like, dialogue. Um, it's very interesting watching it. But um, it uses, uh, the show generates its dialogue using OpenAI's GP th GPT-3 language model and combining with machine learning generative algorithms and cloud services. So the creator also confirmed that dialogue, speech, direction, camera cuts, character focus, shot length, scene length, character movement, and music are all decided by the AI's creator. Uh, the AI's AS that the creators put in theory. Nothing forever. In theory, nothing forever. Being a nonstop version of sci-fi could potentially pave way for nonstop versions of your favorite shows in the future. What do you think? Okay, we were talking about this <clears throat> a while back when uh, Indiana Jones, right? Kind of the same yeah. thing. Yep. Where they want to, or they deep faked him, what, probably in his late 20s, early 30s, probably around Temple of Doom time. Yeah. They superimposed his picture over the, like the last couple of Indiana Jones movies they've done. So, <clears throat> the, uh, they're, they're messing with stuff right now. Like, I think the, uh, I think of like the contracts that people have to sign nowadays, like in perpetuity within the galaxy or the universe, like that applies to what they're doing right now with this kind of stuff. Like after Harrison Ford dies, they're going to keep him going possibly, you know, right. Hire a right. new person to be him. They'll just keep him. Hail within a contract, you know, that's, I mean, the magic was, I mean, look at, I mean, uh, like in The Mandalorian, when Luke Skywalker came out. Spoiler alert. I love uh, that. You know, but it just shows that it could still, the technology is there. It could still be used, right? You know, so that, that's such a fine life in the name of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can do a, a good thing with it like that. I would consider that was a good thing they did. Not maybe necessarily the quality, because it didn't exactly yeah. look like him. But I mean, just... Just bringing that character back and doing what we've been, like, my generation's been wanting to do for a very long time. And to see that happen, that was awesome. Very interesting, yeah. But I don't see that working for just anything and everything. Could backfire now. So today, um, consider this episode absent implications too, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but we're talking about AGI, Okay. Uh, today we're excited to dive into the world of artificial general intelligence or AGI for short, uh, but the AGI is the development of systems that can perform tasks that would typically, typically require human intelligence. Um, it's a topic that we're both passionate about. It's, it's very interesting. We, we kind of dove on it with absent implications. Um, we're thrilled to share our knowledge and insights with you today, but without further ado, Let's get started on the journey into the fascinating world of AGI. We'll be exploring where AGI is, how it works, and some of the most exciting applications of this technology. So sit back, 
relax, and get ready to learn about AGI. Are you ready, people? Because you're going to be. Yeah. So what, what are your first thoughts about AGI, Stro? Well, I don't have too much of a negative opinion but opinion of it right now like we've been using mj for a while and that's considered a uh an ai not an agi because it's specified towards one task per se but i mean yeah. this stuff's changed i mean from our last episode of the, the first our uh applications and implications stuff's changed in just what a couple weeks or evolved like the storyline with it just it's it's crazy yeah very interesting stuff. Um, so I got some examples for you. Talked about before. And the first one would be, um, excuse me, let me take a sip. It's not a lot of coffee. I chugged mine before we got on. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Um, so this all this whole thing refers to the development of systems that could perform tasks that would typically again require human intelligence. Uh, we have virtual assistants like Siri and Alexa, and they're examples of AGI in action as they are designed to respond to natural language, uh, commands and questions, making them more user-friendly and intuitive to use. Hmm. Um, in order to achieve the AGI, virtual assistants like Siri and Alexa use various advanced AI technologies, including natural language processing and machine learning. Um, natural language processing, or NLP, NLP allows these systems to understand and interpret human speech, enabling them to respond to spoken commands and questions. Um, you're, you're catching my dress? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, machine learning, on the other hand, allows virtual assistants to continuously improve their performance by learning from their actions they have with users. Um, one of the key benefits of AGI is that it has the potential to make our lives a little easier and more convenient. For example, by using Siri or Alexa, we can perform tasks like playing music, set reminders, get information about the weather, news, traffic, or you could just, you know, speak to it. I didn't even write during the Siri and Alexa thing when, because I was reading definition of AGI a couple of days ago and like, I mentioned a bunch of things and it had music on there. I'm like, well, what's, what's it doing with music that would be considered, you know, like an artificial intelligence, but yeah, just being able to cue up your music and stuff, I guess, is considered an AI. Yeah. And it's getting more and more tailored to your own taste. So, yeah, I guess, totally. Ab- yeah, absolutely. Uh, in conclusion, virtual assistants like Siri and Alexa are just, they're, they're just one example of potentials of AGI to revolutionize the way we interact with technology. Um, as AGI continues to develop and advance, it is likely that we will see more and more applications of this technology in various areas of our lives. Um, it, it, the, the, you know, it's happening every day, you know, the clicker it, it advances, it doesn't stop and it just, ke- it keeps on going. It's, it's very, to me, it's beautiful. Why do you think it's, it's beautiful how it grows? Why do I think it's beautiful? Yeah. Because it, because it learned and oh, yeah. if it, you know, it, this is all natural for us right like this is like we're natural Uh and for technology and for ai to come to a point of being near natural 
I think it's beautiful. Mutual. Um, it's you know because yeah, we 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 create life by you know making love with our spouses, and we you know we create life you know in in that way. Um, but why can't we technologically make life in the in a different way? You know, um, they they've made diseases that battle other diseases, uh, viruses to the battle other you know to nanotech to fight yeah nanotech you know so why not no right uh, you get it why not? you get a lot of scare tactics with just any subject nowadays so like you know your your top scientists nowadays don't like the idea of robots and ai because and i i see where they're going with it i i can understand it but your low-level person that's using it on a daily basis ain't going to try and take over the world with it or or pervert the software in it. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to try and do that. That's that's yeah. people with spare time on their hands, the, the too much spare time on their hands kind of sitting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's cool. Um, using things like Siri and Alexa are, I mean, we use things like this all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time, Google Assistant, um, Cortana. We've talked about it before, yeah. have, have we not? Yeah. Um, these are these are just wonderful examples. Um, another form of AGI that I have here. Um, I have a I have my note. I have a lot of notes here, so excuse me. <laughs> Autonomous cars. Um, they're also known as self-driving cars. They are vehicles that use artificial intelligence to navigate and make decisions on their own. This technology has the potential to to revolutionize the way we travel, making driving safer, more efficient, and more accessible for everyone. At the heart of the autonomous cars is a complex system of sensors, cameras, and software that work together to enable the car to understand its environment. These sensors include things like LiDAR, radar, cameras, which provide the car with 360-degree view of you know the world around it. Uh, think like a drone. You know, there's something... Yeah, there's. Do you know what lidar is? Oh yeah, that's basically what they're using. It's ground trying to uh, ground penetrating radar, right? Isn't that yeah? So it's light detect. It's light detection and radi and light detection and ranging. It's a remote sensing method used to examine the surface of the earth. Yeah, they've been using that a lot for uh, just geological study and or archaeological job. Yeah. They just found a freaking tomb this week or last week. In Egypt, yeah, oh yeah, it's been on the news. Well, some news, but yeah, it was recent, like enough to be like on, I think CNN and stuff like that. Check it out. They found a lot of uh, pottery, like uh, statuettes, like I don't know about this big. No way. Oh, there. How that action figure size? Yeah, look, check that stuff out. I think you would know the software that runs on these autonomous cars uses the information to make decisions about how the car should behave. Um, this includes things like detecting obstacles, identifying traffic signals and signs, and determining the best path to take based on the car's current location and destination. Uh, one of the key benefits of, of autonomous cars, <clears throat> excuse me, is that they have the potential to make driving safer. Um, I know that there's a lot of conflicting reports about this, mm-hmm. especially with a lot of people. A lot of people do fall asleep in these bars. Yep. You know, it's it's that's where they're going. Big. with it. Oh, I mean, it's gonna end up happening. I mean, you're not having to drive, and you're getting a car. It's like being a kid again. You're gonna fall asleep in the back seat. I know I would. Yep. 
Absolutely. It's just, that's what they're gearing for. Um, you know, but, you know, before, uh, some examples are for people with disabilities uh, yeah. or the elderly who may have difficulty driving, who, who could have access to transportation that is safe, reliable, and convenient. Yeah. Um, con in you know, in, in conclusion, autonomous cars are a fascinating example of the power of AI and its potential to revolutionize how we travel. Um, as this technology continues to develop and advance, it's likely that we will see more and more self-driving cars on the road bringing us one step closer to a safer, more efficient, and more accessible future of transportation. Um, do you see yourself getting a autonomous car? Uh, when you're affordable, absolutely. <laughs> you know, after the after sixth generation, they've, they're at, down enough in the used car lot place or something, sure. Yeah. That's what'll end up happening for a lot of people. They'll just end up getting a used one, and yeah, that's how it'll happen. Yep. Uh, so what we got here? So the next thing I have here is the Deep Mind AlphaGo. Oh, um, okay. This is an article. Yep. Yep. Are you familiar with this? Uh, that was another thing I read about, it, like AGI being used for the other day was yeah, uh, AlphaGo. Hmm. Uh, so, what I have here, AlphaGo is an artificial intelligence system developed by DeepMind, a leading AI research organization um, that made headlines in 2016 when it defeated the world champion that's what board game Go. That's what it was. Yep. Okay. That's what it is. Um, Go is 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 com is a complex and ancient board game that originated in China over 2,500 years ago, and it is considered one of the most challenging board games in the world, requiring a combination of strategy, intuition, and pattern recognition. The challenge for DeepMind was to develop an AI system that could understand the complexities of the game and make decisions that were as good, if not better, than a human player. But to do this, the DeepMind used a combination of deep learning and reinforce reinforcement learning algorithms, allowing AlphaGo to learn from its experience and improve over time. In March 2016, ready? Okay. AlphaGo faced off against Lee Seidel, a world-class Go player and a multiple-time world champion in a five-game match. To everyone's surprise, AlphaGo won four out of the five games, becoming the first AI system to defeat a human world champion at a game. But this achievement marked a turning point in the development of AI, demonstrating the potential of the technology to solve some of the most complex challenges in the world. Uh, moreover, AlphaGo's victory also showed that AI has the potential to make significant advances in fields beyond just, just games such as healthcare, finance, and transportation. Um, it's a remarkable example of, of the power of AI and its potential to... Uh, change different areas of our lives and maybe in entertainment, maybe even with washing dishes, you know, if something like that could do something like that, well, what kind of decisions could it make for you? Can we turn it into a hand? Um, as it continues to improve, we expect to see more, more exciting advances in the future with this technology. It's going to be in basically embedded in everything to an extent, Yeah, to an extent. It already has. I mean, you got your Roombas and stuff that's got uh, uh, a, a form of GPS, I guess, because it's got to remember your your 
measurements in your kitchen and wherever else you have it done and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah, Ken's toys, I imagine, yeah. down the road are going to have it. And it just drones. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got two more for you. Um, next is Watson. Watson is actually one of the more familiar AI systems. That's good. Uh, it's a platform developed by uh, IBM. IBM, okay. Yep. I um, developed by it was developed by IBM, and it was designed it designed designed to understand and process large amounts of unstructured data, um, including text and images. This makes it powerful. This makes it a powerful tool for wide for a wide range of applications for customer service to healthcare and finance. Um, there is a key feature. Um, it has the ability to understand natural language, which means it can interpret questions and provide answers in a way that is easy for people to understand. Um, this makes it an ideal solution for industries where there is a large amount of data process, such as healthcare, finance. Um, it can also help speed up decision-making and improve accuracy. Um, hmm. um, it's flexible in design, which means it can be used in a variety of different ways depending on the on who's using it, right? On the needs of the user. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be used to analyze customer feedback, help with financial planning, or even assist with medical diagnosis. Wow. Yep. Um, the most exciting thing for me personally is that it has the ability to learn from its experience and improve over time. Just like, you know, regular, you know, as AI as we know it, but this is the AI that most people are afraid of mm -hmm. right here, the Watts. Um, it can continue to evolve and become more effective as it processes more data in the meantime, but it's making it an ideal solution for industries that are constantly changing and adapting, especially for industries like automotive, which are turning more into robotics and AI to, you know, build more. So mm -hmm. be more streamlined in their uh, shipping and whatnot. Yeah, it's it's getting it's it's very interesting. All this it's the beginning of it. So pay attention. Yeah, man. Um, so far from everything that we've been talking about, um, is any of this scaring you? Or do you feel like you're ready to embrace it? I, I'm staying in the middle on it because I, I, yeah. I myself have a positive outlook on it, but I'll watch a lot of stuff on the opposite, the negative side of it. So I'm, I'll say I'm right in the middle, and that's probably where I where a lot of people need to hear it now because it's, it's such, it's moving fast, but it's still in an infantile state. If that makes sense. Like for it, it's still an infant compared to what it's going to be. So yeah, I, I have like some things that, uh, like the negative consequences of this that it kind of brought up the other day on, uh, yeah. GPT. Um, and yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these make sense for the negative stuff, uh, job displacement. And I can already see that there, uh, me and you were talking about Jordan Peterson was already kind of talking about this with like, how yep, you, absolutely. Yep. You see was uh, writing essays that that's going to be a hard thing to dictate if it was a machine or a person that wrote it. Um, economic disruption, economic disruption. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yep. Um, privacy concerns, that's just, you know, ever since the internet's been out, that's one big problem is privacy concerns. AGI systems may have access to large amounts of personal data, 
which could be used for nefarious purposes or leaked to third parties, which more than likely it's the second part, leaked to third parties, because that's what the yeah. main thing is nowadays is information's leaked to third parties, and that's where you get the lovely phone calls. Uh, security risks, I won't have to explain that here. Pretty much everybody knows what security risks it could do if you just hack into your stuff. Don't give people your password. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have password for your password. Um, social upheaval, the widespread adoption of AGI systems could lead to major changes in social dynamics, potentially leading to tension and conflict. Uh, you know, we already got quite a bit of, uh, conflict going on right now in the world and just in everybody's social lives. So, yeah, you know, you want to throw another layer of icing on top of a turd cake? Um, uh, <laughs> Came out top of my head on that. Uh, the last negative thing that it came up with was uh, ethical concerns, which that's always another thing that we humans have to consider. Uh, the development and use of AGI raises important ethical questions, such as how to ensure that these systems are aligned with human values and in act uh, and act in the best interests of humanity. So, yeah. That again is Chat GPT, and these are and these are and these are all scary things to think about too. Because these are all, I mean, and even when I think about like medical, like what if, what if there's a misdiagnosis? Yeah, what if two people had the same names, you know, except just a different initial on in the middle, and oops, or or different words spelled a different way, you know, security number, mix up, yep. typo. Yep. So what I have for you here, I have one more example of AGI. This may be probably one of the it one of the more interesting ones, right? Mm -hmm. Neuro, neuro machine translation. Um, it's a power system that is capable of translating text. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's capable of translating it's capable of translating text from one language to another without losing the meaning of the original text. Mm. Now, do you, so you, so you, you understand what's happening, right? Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. So, so I can tell you right, right now, um, if you've used like the, a Google translator, or if you use the, like the Apple translator, you get the translation of the word for word, but you don't get like, because you know, in, in certain, many different cultures, when they speak, they speak with like emotion. And some of those words, they may be or four or five dialects. words. There may be a whole sentence mm -hmm. that goes into one word yeah. in other cultures. Yep. And this is, this is, interesting this is this is we need we this is something that we need especially to break language barriers uh and i think breaking language barriers are a big thing because you know not everyone not everyone knows french not everyone knows german not everyone knows you know middle eastern language or not everyone knows english mm -hmm. you know that that's just the law of the land isn't it um to, get to, to, to continue on, it has the potential to change the way we communicate with people from different countries and cultures and making it easier for us to understand each other and connect on a global scale. And not be lost in translation. That's that's pretty cool. Exactly. Uh, one of the key features of neural machine translation is its ability to understand the context and meaning of the text, which is essential for producing accurate translation. Um, unlike traditional machine translation systems, 
which rely on predefined rules and dictionaries. The, the NMT uses deep learning algorithms to understand the relationships between words and phrases, allowing it to produce translations that are both accurate and natural sound. Hmm. Neuromachine translation is also designed to be flexible, uh, it, which means it can be used for a variety of different ways, depending on the needs of the user. For example, it can be used to translate websites, emails, other forms of brain communication, making it ideal for businesses that need to communicate with customers and partners, employees from different countries. Um, and another exciting aspect of it is the ability to improve over time as it, pro as it processes more data. So this means it can continue to evolve and become more effective, providing users with a more accurate translation in the future. Um, can we do this with Star Wars language? With 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 uh, languages that created for for uh, media, you know? Yeah, you know. So I think this would be pretty cool. I I, I think this is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful technology that we have. Huh. Very wonderful technology, man. Um, th these are different examples of AGI. They're all very special. They're all very cool. Um. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see what's next. Yeah. Cause everything that you can, that's out right now, it's pretty publicized. So I'm wondering where they're going to maybe try to utilize all of it, like centralize it into a product or something. I don't know. Yeah. Product. Then. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. A robot teacher. That could that could work too. That could I mean I, I mean we're well, that's another thing, like the AI. Mm -hmm. The AI lost in the so the AI that was supposed to go to court, they pulled it out. Really? You know, they pulled it out and um uh I, they didn't feel like the AI could do something with law. I have to look more into it. It's a, it's a huge story right now. Huh. There's a lot. Oh, that's another thing we need to, uh, not to drift off, but I, it goes with this thing. But that Cronenberg uh, uh, page that I sent you, like with the kids using, uh, I don't know if it was mid-journey, but they basically tried to make a, a Cronenberg movie that doesn't exist, and it just went off the deep end on that. Yeah, um, let me see. I actually have the article here. Yeah, so it's gotten very gory. Yeah. We're, we're not going to show it here. And um, to, to break it down, it, it was it was this, basically it was being seen that this is like a negative aspect of it, kind of. Is that what the article is basically saying? Um, so it says like, they don't know whether to be impressed or pissed off about the work that that's, that's being made. And I think that is absolutely hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, some of this work, I, I don't know where some of this work is being made from. It's got to be stable diffusion because I can't see this stuff that... Um, I can't see this stuff being on mid-journey. It's too gory. It's too disgusting. Yeah, and there's, there's a lot of, not blacklist, but banned words on MJ. So, yeah. They're yeah. doing it on that one and bringing it over to MJ just to share because you could still do it that way. You just can't generate it. I don't know how that works. Yeah. 
So, yeah, very, very interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. Uh, so do you have any final thoughts about about what we went through with AGI today? Um, just that it's continuously changing. I mean, well, within the next week, we'll hear something else about it. Uh, a lot of the, the thing, I guess, that people should pay attention to with it is just uh, the things that are going to affect them the most is their job. Just, you know, keep up with what it's um, accomplishing and see if it runs aligned with your um, employment because that's what I out of what people's concerns would be over and, and, and it makes sense it's just like robots too like eventually factory work gets replaced by robots so you'll need yep. humans for certain things but you know as opposed to 200 people in the factory you'll have five you'll still have humans but just nowhere near the capacity it used to be it's definitely going to change the world. Mm -hmm. It's definitely going to change. It's the, this is definitely going to be world changing. Um, but guys, that that's a wrap for this week's episode of the Artificial Mind. Uh, we hope you enjoyed learning about the latest advancements in AGI and how it's shaping our world today. Um, just stay tuned. We'll come. We will make an announcement. What's going to be our next episode? Uh, I think we're. I think we are showing off pieces for the next episode. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. I we I just we spent so much time on this one. I just like I don't even know where to go after this because I, I really like this this stuff. This was this was very interesting to talk about. And you know what? I'm I'm going to figure out what we can do to talk uh I'm gonna try to talk to the developers of nothing forever, see if we can get them on the show. I think that'd be really cool to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um that is a I mean it's incredible to me. Uh but guys be sure to tune in next week to hear more about artificial intelligence, art, mid-journey, art-generated images, and, you know, our, our thoughts on it. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback and support helps us keep bringing you the best content on AI, everything we do in related topics. Um, with that, we'll see you next time. Have a good one, y'all.